No, all right. Test, test, one, two, three. <clears throat> all right. So uh, JT was just talking about the um, potential collapse of the electrical grid in Texas. <laughs> Again. And, and uh, I asked him if there's going to be some sort of like seasonal migration uh, now as if, as if Texans are birds. Uh, every <laughs> winter they're, they're going to go. And I, I mentioned Connecticut because I don't know where the fuck Connecticut is. Uh, but apparently it's a cold state. Yes. yes <laughs> so that's cold. the one you want to go. And JT mentioned it would be Florida instead. And for some reason, in my mind, I was like, "Hold on, wait, Texas doesn't short a, doesn't share a border with Florida, does it?" And I went to fucking Google it because <laughs> I, I couldn't give a see, shit less about. I'd love to yeah. see you draw a map of the United States and like where you think the state borders are. I, I would. I, I that'd be fascinating. Look, I can't. I think it's just I would just keep drawing squares. I think, and eventually, <laughs> yeah. I I know what Texas looks like, right? Uh-huh. Uh, it looks like a ba- like a bad snaggletooth, but everything else is just yeah. squares, uh, more or less. <laughs> until you yeah. get to California, you would guess <laughs> like seventy percent. Like, but you know where New York is, you know where California is, and then Texas, yeah. and no non-American knows about any of the other ones. Very true. Very true. Well, I was gonna say because I, I brought up the map and I said, look, I'm looking at Texas and Florida, and there's these few states in between. Uh, La Miss. L and G. I'm like, okay, wait. L A is Louisiana. Yeah. M S is Mississippi. Yeah. A L is Al Gore. <laughs> Arkansas. I don't fucking know. Alabama. Is it Alabama. 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 Wait, Arkansas. Is that a st- that's a city, isn't it? No. Isn't Arkansas that A R? Isn't that A R? Yeah, okay. Fifteen, yeah. baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, hold on. G A. What you fucking state starts with a G? It's a, it's also the Georgia. name of the country. Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Yes, yes the sweet, yes, sweet old country of Georgia. Man, <laughs> where, where, where Uncle Joe's from. All right, there we go. See, I, I appreciate the support. Just one has here, like yeah. great wine and very hairy men. The other one has yeah. incest. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never understood why. Why do you have two Carolinas? Well, one wasn't enough. Clearly, I mean. <laughs> have you ever dated what a Carolina? Dakota? You'll understand why you need two. Yeah. <laughs> oh my lord. Oh lord. And of course, Nashville, Tennessee, the Nashville, Tennessee skyline, mm. um, which apparently is a nightmare city. I've never been. I've never been to the U.S. at all, which I, I consider a blessing for myself. Honestly, <laughs> alhamdulillah. I'm gonna but... take you to the worst places when you visit. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. Okay, I want you to take me to Salt Lake City. That's something. Like... No, you know, <laughs> take me to Provo. <laughs> You got it, sport. Oh my god! No, for- Spanish Fork. Fuck you! It's a place called Spanish Fork. <laughs> my favorite okay, no, thing is is Hakeem being fascinated with the United States names. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm just gonna zoom into Iowa, which, by the way, there's nothing in there. Jesus Christ! Waterloo. All right, Mason City. De- oh, de- there's Des Moines or Des Moines. What the fuck? The fuck was called? <laughs> Oh my God, uh, Papillion, like like a what, like a papilloma? All right, nice. And Lincoln. Oh, is is Lincoln where the car manufacturer comes from? I I doubt it. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I, d- I doubt it. It's it's named. I'm sure named after President Lincoln. So I'm. I, oh. There are probably two dozen Lincolns in the country, at least. You know what? Um, when the revolution happens, I'm gonna go settle me settle down myself in Casper, Wyoming. Okay, <laughs> just to enjoy the the, the, <laughs> the the sweet air and the. Is there even a city here? Uh, they have the Casper Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. So that's a. Mm. Uh, <laughs> okay, enough, enough, enough. <laughs> I'm gonna be doing this forever. Uh, why is everything a 50 minute drive away? It's just blocks. What the fuck? That's right, sorry. the United Anyways. States. Mm. That's uh, that's us. Mm. Yeah, and there's of course a golf course. There's nothing else. It doesn't even look to be a university or a school or something in the, <laughs> in the city. But uh, they have an Albertsons <laughs> and a Bratis meat market. <laughs> okay, Kathy, little Mexico is here. <laughs> still going. Like, okay, I'm gonna stop. Oh, new thing. <laughs> okay, okay. No, okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. I'm gonna exit out of the fucking tab. There we go. There we go. Anyways, Hakeem boys, is the pointing what, what, Wojak. 
<laughs> basically apparently <laughs> now is. apparently now the ohio is like the new florida i don't know if you've seen but like gen zers are turning mm. ohio into uh, like florida on steroids but not like from the perspective that people are as insane as in florida mm. but more like everything in florida just work uh, sorry everything in ohio just works completely different than uh, than anywhere else and it's like mm. just random videos like i don't know i'm looking mm -hmm. at this massive bodybuilder cat walking and then they're like <laughs> only in ohio or there's like a, there's there's a toilet door and it says uh, hands-free toilet door but it's not opening for the guy so he opens it with his hands and it says only in ohio mm. uh like different um roller coaster rides that just keep breaking and people are flying <laughs> off of them and they're still going back on the roller coaster they're like the next people in line and it's like only in ohio so yeah florida look out you uh you have some competition over Gonna there be dethroned mm. if they only had alligators that would be it for florida It'd be gg have you actually have you ever seen an alligator yeah of course like you know yeah. really Arigato. are they because uh, i've noticed uh like i, I i've seen um videos on youtube that there are like alligator parks or something uh -huh. and kids go there and, and whatnot <laughs> and is that is that genuinely a thing or is that just a weird Florida? you can go to places like uh in louisiana you can go on like a, a what do they call it a fan boat tour where you get on this boat with a big fan on the back and it blows you around and you mm. see alligators oh there's a teal five one yeah, yeah that. I know what that's you mean. fucking fire yeah. Yeah, and they're, I mean, they're all over the place in some places. There, you'll you'll lose a dog if they walk too close to the water. Yeah, they're like cats, oh, islands yeah. of cats. You, those guys have crocodiles or alligators. Ancient, yeah. like, like, completely Ancient dinosaurs. predators, <laughs> un, like, that have not changed in their evolution uh, for millions mm. of years. Yeah, the perfect <laughs> killing machine. Yeah, I love it. I would be so down to go to one of those w with you guys. I want to go to one of those. I want to go to a county fair and see the, the toothless people, <laughs> oh. right? I just want to. I want to. Probably get wouldn't let you in a county fair. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's too colored. Yeah. He's trying to blow up it's our like, Ferris wheel. <laughs> oh, hey, Is he one know, of the attractions? I'm dreaming of a white <laughs> replacement. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? It's, uh... I was not expecting that. <laughs> hey, old Merry brother. Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to all our uh, patrons. This is coming out for you on the 23rd. Everybody else gets to eat the slop a little bit after Christmas. So I uh, hope you all had a wonderful, uh, wonderful Christmas if you celebrate. If not, hope you had a wonderful 25th of December. I don't know what you people do on <laughs> the 25th of December. Um, and, a, and a lovely new year if it is uh indeed after the new year i don't know uh today we're going to be talking about um holidays some positive stuff some uh it's some things that you have <laughs> it is positive it's stuff that yeah, uh you have thanks to <laughs> socialists and well i mean there's mm. there's some you know brutality along the way as often happens uh when we try to get more rights, more more benefits, things like that. But we wanted to talk about some vacations that we have, thanks to socialist and uh, labor efforts, as well as some some perks we've picked up um, over the years. And vacations and holidays in general as a concept, as an idea, yeah. as where it could go, as uh, what gave birth to it, uh, what even are holidays, what even are vacations, what even are like special moments, <laughs> special days and special dates that we take in order to, you know, dedicate it 
to like a particular person or movement or whatever. See, I'm I'm, I'm spreading it. I'm giving us more space here. Yeah, bro. I'm giving us more episode. space. You're like you're literally like oh we're gonna talk about socialism. I'm like no man, that's gonna be ten minutes. <laughs> you got looking at the at the Google Doc like oh shit here we go again. I'm gonna have to pad this with my rants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just a, it's a casual fireside yeah. chat, okay? Oh, but instead of with Dennis chat. Prager, it's with it's with with the uh, JT Penis Drager, uh, yes. Shall we shall we shall we start? I'll I'll start with the uh the obvious one here. Labor uh, Day. Wh- no, but uh, I I had a question before that. Since yeah, we, go ahead. Let's talk about the uh, the Christmas holidays, I guess, a bit, and not just oh, the yeah. Christmas, the the other two that people don't care, like the Jew thing. And <laughs> you Muslim guys, you don't have one in these dates. It's like in the, no, in the other no. dates. I'm I'm joking, obviously. <laughs> Hanukkah. When was Hanukkah? When did the when did the little funny hat people Isn't dance the, around? Oh my god! Isn't the last eight days of of December? Yeah, it's a fairly like minor holiday but just because it's close to christmas has been kind of blown out of i guess uh, at I least guess. that's my mind i, I no, do not know I it am, is I it, a failure funny enough i i go in here with this like off the cuff like uh, semi-anti-semitic shit and i actually know it i've been yeah. mm-hmm. a few times yeah it's around seven eight days before the new year and you know they gather share uh, stories blah 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 uh, all lovely also christmas celebrations lovely orthodox christian ones for the ones that are not fucking traitors <laughs> and that switch their fucking <laughs> calendar is uh, over in January 7th, I think. So it's after New Year's. And I, I loved watching one particular video of like Serbian Orthodox uh, people like 10th generation immigrants in the US or whatever, you know, having to like stomach through these massive Christmas celebrations on the 25th of December and then nobody doing anything for their own Christmas. So mm-hmm. in a in a very uh, Eastern Orthodox uh, Christian manner, they, they uh, wanted to let everyone know that it's their Christmas. And apparently it's a tradition in this one city where like uh, this is like like... 300 years or 200 years of this these like Serbian families that live there they basically just drive around town and shoot their guns in the air <laughs> to celebrate said Christmas which is it. always it, it's very interesting how like different particular you know we're not going to go into the anthropology of it all but uh, even even when you have something that is that is generally celebrated for example like a religious holiday among many different cultures who uh, follow said religion you have uh, different local interpretations on how to particularly let's call it um, mark this particular occasion you know there there is the the core of you know what the religion says if it's a religious holiday but then you know a lot of people play around with it depending on you know the the local culture that exists and i guess serves in the u.s shoot guns in the in the air other guys like the to consume this type of food or that type of food as usual for that year some people have one type of tree other people have a different type of tree but all in the wider wider definition of the the religious event or the non-religious event I actually have a question about that uh, for both of you guys, but JT, I can, he he can go first since he's the uh, what's it called the, the the resident American, and it's been hyper commercialized. What do you guys do? You have anything special you do for Christmas? Is there any like significant parts to the to the holiday, or is it just you know? It, I mean, it depends gifts on gifts under the tree. Yeah, it depends on who you ask. For most people, it's just consumption. It's just gifts under the tree, which you know, it's nice mm. to give people gifts and stuff if you do, you yeah. know, thoughtful stuff. Um but it has been super commercialized. Some people if they're religious will go to like a Christmas service at their church, mm. um which are always big productions. <laughs> like I used to work mm. at a at a church uh here in Texas 
and they pulled out all the stops. Like they had a dude dressed up as Jesus. They had a donkey that he rode in on <laughs> down the, like, the, <laughs> the aisle of the church, people with like palm fronds and stuff. Um, and I, you, you guys probably saw this video online where this year, I think I rec- I think it was Gateway Church in also in mm-hmm. Texas, which is a, one of those mega churches. Um, and it had like the band, uh, the, the church band suspended from the ceiling with like wires and oh stuff God. while they're playing, like mm-hmm. flying over the crowd. So it's it it's spectacle mostly these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it varies by family. There are some people who do like traditional Christmas stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, spend actual time with their family. They'll, maybe they'll do like the 12 days of Christmas thing, which is a little bit older and they, but most people not so much. Oh, is, is that the one with the partridge in a pear tree? <laughs> yeah, like, where you cumulatively why would you end bird? up with 84 birds by the end of the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, God damn. My true love gave to me. It's like, okay, what did you give your true love then? Huh? It's like, Presumably oh, also birds. Is, yeah, I was like, this person, this they, them, ambiguous, uh, you know, they're running around town getting you all this shit. What have you done? <laughs> Fucking sitting there on your ass. But what, there's no there's no turkey or anything special. Is there a dedicated bird uh, to be feasted on? or I don't believe there's a a specific bird you're supposed to consume like my family has always done like a roast like beef Uh um but i know some people do turkey as well so i think it's kind of it's it's free for all at this point you know Mm. eat whatever you want is there such a thing as a christmas taco (laughs) there's a christmas ham you know what it might be ham i think ham is the is the one you're supposed to have don't quote me on that but i i think that's what it is all right i looked up christmas taco and lots of recipes (laughs) come up but no no pear and pomegranate tacos, Christmas tacos. They actually look they they that look pretty good, good actually. Fuck. All right. Uh, sorry. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> how about you, you go, Nick? Please let us know. Ah, well, with us, it's uh, it's still kept very traditional. I guess you come together with the I'm family, good. spend time together. You, uh, if uh, like it's a big gathering, you roast either uh, depending on what you like, either you know a pig or uh, or lamb. Uh, you know, the, the food is gathered, you all sit at the table, etc., uh, etc. Et it also marks the last day of the fast, so everybody that was fasting mm. is now fucking gorging on, like, uh, <laughs> uh, meat on top of meat on top of meat. But most <laughs> people just, you know, they, they LARP the fast by only fasting on the, on the day before Christmas, where it's, like, super important for you not to eat meat. Uh, <clears throat> and then, you know, they enjoy the, enjoy the next day. It's a, it's, a, it's a chill holiday. Usually people end up celebrating it twice out of like mm. respect to people that celebrate it on the 25th, especially if they live abroad and then they celebrate it uh, on the on the 7th. Uh, as they say, you know, Slavs always look for uh, additional reasons to have extra holidays to work less because, mm. uh, nice. because yes. they have a brain. <laughs> Same like uh, South Americans, man. I work with a lot of South mm, Americans yeah. over at work. They're positioned in South America. Spaniards as well. Motherfuckers know how to live. There's so many fucking holidays mm. filling out every single calendar. That is the correct approach. That is the correct mm. fucking approach. And not only that, but when they take days off or, or leave, uh, they save up more days and then they take them uh, uh, like connected, for example, three weeks mm-hmm. uh, completely off. Uh, and you spend a month proper, properly relaxing and forgetting all about work. But that's in countries where you can uh, actually do this and where mm. the, your employer does not really have the right unless it's an extreme circumstance or you told them too late that uh, to like 
like refuse uh, a particular vacation well probably the the, well, the north american continent that's not really a possibility for the majority of mm. of jobs or whatever but that's uh, too serious uh one thing i've never <laughs> seen i've absolutely never seen uh and uh, I, I guess it doesn't exist because like the larpy right would be complaining about it at this point uh, like even the semi-homeless like uh um santas that you know dress up in order to make a, a quick buck uh, during the cold uh and fucked up mm-hmm. days of, of peak winter i've never seen a black santa it's always white santas <laughs> like the sjw's have not reached uh, santa claus they haven't seen an asia <laughs> santa i haven't seen anything so is uh jt have you seen a black santa like in a mall or something or walking around um, or like a little person that's you know playing unfortunately it, stereotypically the little elves or whatever they're supposed to be they <laughs> Higher little people, I'm guessing. Have you? Ever, they're all also white, right? Have you seen like oh a, a black <laughs> little person running around? You're like, hey, and then and there's like people breaking. No, actually, people, people not think about it because right, no, I'm imagining like a Texan white American family going into the mall because their kid is like, yeah, I want to talk to Santa, and they're going oh into God. the mall and they're going to <laughs> Santa and Santa's fucking Jerome over there, and they're like, man, what's this country come to? Not even we can't even have Santa, man. You know, that's that's the image that, I, that I'm, uh, I'm basically right wingers listening. I am literally inventing a new thing to unite the right around the black Santas. Fucking uh, give me ten percent. Uh, but yes, okay, please answer. So, so has Santa been diversified, or do they follow like the real lore, as LARPers would say, that you know the motherfuckers from the North Pole? Before you answer that, I decided to look it up. There's a New York Times article titled In Search of Black Santa. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> From 2021. Of course there is. <laughs> oh, my is. Lord. Well, that, that's hey, kind of your home state. That Sorry, tracks with my experience. I haven't seen a black mall Santa. I have, however, seen uh, like dads come into schools, uh, okay. black dads mm. dressed as Santa, which is cool. Um, mm. As for the elves, I don't believe I've actually ever seen a um, little person or person of short stature i'm not sure which is more politically correct um here in the states i don't think really? i have no i think it's normally like i don't know 20 something white women who are the elves and they're having oh, a great well. time <laughs> i just love there it you, go. you, you um, like it sexy i guess i because i've been to germany many times and in germany i've seen it like two three times so that's why it's like embedded in my head but i guess they they have a different <laughs> they don't go they they uh really stick to the lord they don't uh, sexualize it the way you americans do with everything you see how i identify the woman being an elf with it being immediately sexualized immediately yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> immediately yeah self-whip self-whip the, I'm sorry to say the comments on this article are are insane. It's, it's like uh, 331 comments. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen 331 comments wow. on any New York Times article. Yeah. So uh, yeah. That, that <laughs> who are these people you, who uh, comment on I, New York Times articles? I, I yeah. It's I, a it's a oh. great topic to rile fucking batshit insane yeah, people yeah. around. And I you see I, I invented it on the spot. The dear listeners, I didn't like write this down before. I was thinking of American Christmas. I was thinking okay, they're pissed. Off about all oh, Christmas. We all talked about the seven hundred times, you know, Christmas being stolen, and uh, you know now it's holidays. It's no longer a Christian holiday, but uh, they never racialized it up until now. And it was a great idea. Let's racialize Christmas, and just another way how to balkanize the United States. Mm. <laughs> Guys, please. Why does Santa Claus need to be politicized? Identity politics should be left out oh of Christmas. People have bigger things to worry about than Santa's racial characteristics. Says Dave from New Jersey. <laughs> says the guy worrying about Santa's racial characteristics. Who cares? Yeah. 
Oh my god, there's people doing race signs in the fucking no. comments. Like, but, but, Statistically, uh, a black person cannot be jolly enough to be Santa Claus. Not at all. Oh it's a, uh, or what was it? Uh, well, uh, uh, Santa's guys, most please, famous please. because of his white beard, and we all know that uh, black people have curly beards, and therefore it, it cannot look, the aesthetic would not be correct. X, pressing X to on, doubt. Hold. A- Angus, brother of Fergus from British Columbia, says, "Well, Santa apparently, uh, well, apparently Santa needs to woke up a few notches. As cool as Black Santa looks, where is the Asian Santa? The GLBT, not LGBT. The GLBT Santa, the, Hisp- the Hispanic Santa, the physically challenged Santa. And what about fuck Mrs. Yeah. Claus or Miss Claus? Oh, Could she not yeah. be in a burka? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Could she not be in a burka? <laughs> if, if Christmas is about inclusion, this might be a solution. If it is rather about season's greetings as opposed to Merry Christmas." Christmas, oh which God. can include any season you want from a spring fling to Columbus Shut Day, up. then perhaps it's not... <laughs> I love it. Just, Feed me, daddy. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. And then there's people like, Santa's not real. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> Out of your sleep. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, Look oh, up, okay. Joe Biden. <laughs> Santa's not real. 9-11. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> there's people joining in from Bermuda. It's like, my white kids grew up. It's like white in brackets, so they had to specify that they have white, <laughs> white kids. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. That's too much. Oh, Oh, okay, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll move on. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, a third of the way into the, the episode here. Uh, let's let's oh, speed people, run. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So people, people are talking about drug statistics in the comments. In the comments of the Santa thread. <laughs> yes, Santa <laughs> If we let the blacks be Santa, you know how many druggies are going to be. They're going to drop children. crack down the <laughs> chimney. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, but if my neighborhood is white only, then Santa won't be able to get the gifts for the kids. <laughs> oh, my God. Security guy won't okay. let him in. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I'm literally Santa. Like, nah, man, no. And then racial profanities. Post- yeah. Guys, uh, at, at the post office today, a worker who just so happened to be African-American helped me in the window. All right? Okay, great. <laughs> Thank you for sharing, Susan from Staten Island. <laughs> See, I don't hate Oh, blacks. my God. She just says that she has a whole fucking essay where she just basically says that, oh, you know, he was so jolly that I got Santa vibes from some random black man. Uh, and as a result of it, like, you know, and then she she wrote at the end, universally recognized by one and all, ho, ho, ho. And it's like weird. All caps, low, upper ca- uh, caps, lower caps, upper caps. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> Well, there's your there's your Santa deep Santa lore race science for the day, <laughs> dear listener. Chime in You're if welcome. you think we can have a Micronesian Santa. I think that's that's the one yeah. that's up for debate. <laughs> or some right. other or some other typically white character that we can uh, intentionally ruin for rightoid cucks. Moving on to what was originally the the topic of this episode, but I'm kind of glad we've derailed it into into Christmas <laughs> memes. It's um, holidays. We talked about Christmas, this motherfucker. I swear to God. Please continue. <laughs> Labor Day. Let's talk about Labor Day very briefly uh, and where it came from. Originally intended to be what it says on the tin, a day to celebrate workers and their labor. Uh, today, it's kind of just seen as a like a three day weekend uh, before kids go back to school and people will will grill and stuff. They'll get real grill pilled. Um, the yes. first Labor Day was held in 1882 in New York City, orchestrated by the city's Central Labor Union. Uh, the organizers of the earliest Labor Day celebrations, they wanted a way to bring different kinds of unionized workers together to develop a critical mass of militant labor power, which, you know, great plan. But this was uh, not exactly 
approved by by those in power but it's just something that that uh union organizers went ahead and did they said we're gonna do a thing we're gonna make it a holiday basically uh labor day originally wasn't just meant to be a celebration but a way to bring attention uh, to the fact that many workers were forced to work stupid ridiculous hours like the average manufacturing worker was routinely putting in uh 60 hour weeks in those days and shortly before like a decade or so before it was 70 hour weeks uh, were the norm um their demands were pretty simple a reduction in work hours and more days off during the week. And it's only thanks to these workers that we have the 40-hour work week and two-day weekends today, which we will get to when we talk about the eight-hour workday. But as far as Labor Day goes, is that something that you guys have? Do you have something similar to that? Has it? Uh, do you have a day honoring workers? Yeah. Like, we uh, have the actual day. Yeah, like <laughs> you have made the entire it, yeah. planet. <laughs> the entire planet. Yeah. And then Canada and the U.S. just do it on a different day. May yeah. Day, baby. Well, Canada too. May Day, yeah, Canada too. Yeah, yeah, man, it's 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 a uh, cock by association. Yeah, <laughs> I see United States' hat. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, a uh, hat is the, is a very polite way of putting it. I think it's more as more akin to what Yugopnik said. But mm, uh, yeah, fair enough. Sorry, Yugopnik, you were saying. No, yeah, what uh, we me and Hakim implied. So Labor Day. Uh, in the rest of the world is usually called May Day or Workers' Day or most commonly International Workers' Day. I keep keyword being international, again, mm-hmm. for everyone except like two countries, <laughs> uh, yeah. which is celebrated on the 1st of May. The, the, the reason it works really well, well is because in a lot of cultures, uh, especially that exist kind of on the center of what we imagine the Eurocentric uh, uh, world map uh, is basically from uh, northern Europe all the way down to the south through Central Africa, etc., etc. May Day, the first of May, has was often celebrated as a as a big holiday, the coming of spring, etc., etc. So that kind of being uh, embedded in uh, generations and generations of kind of even pre-socialist and pre-capitalist societies, and then sprinkled on top with be having been chosen by I think it was the Second International as like the the uh, uh, workers uh, holiday made it like really uh, let's call it uh, embedded in uh, in people's in people's minds. Where I'm from, it's uh, very commonly celebrated, and even during uh, socialist times, they try to make a very nice combination between uh, still respecting like the traditional, you know, even pre-Christian or whatever uh, celebrations of May Day, which you know you go out and you appreciate the nature you appreciate spring you go and you camp usually next to like a nice river can be for a few days it can just be for a few hours or whatever but then you also celebrate it as a workers day that's the particularity of kind of where i'm from i know that for example in many countries in western europe it is only the the latter you know you go out in the street and you fucking uh make your voice uh heard for whatever uh particular reason your union or your uh, left-leaning uh, organization uh, stands for. It's a super fucking cool holiday. Everybody goes red. It's a it's a day where you can you can potentially, depending on where you're at, really even find a p- potentially an organization that you would uh, uh, feel like uh, potentially joining. Because if they're on the streets, they they probably are doing something, not just you know, larping at it. It's a it's a it's a day of solidarity. It's a day of uh, of remembering that no matter how. Uh, I guess scarce it is to to find uh, uh, open out in the world communists on the street. Uh, 
when you go through May Day in like the city center, walking next to thousands of people in certain cases, it's it's a very nice uh, motiv like motivational moment yeah. where you do realize that you're really genuinely not as alone as you would think. Uh, a moment that is much more intense than uh, no matter how many online hangouts are organized with lovely comrades, but comrades tens of thousands of kilometers away from you. Uh, I guess that, in my opinion, is the the main relevancy of May Day today as it as it is because it's it's a, it's a rallying moment a rallying day a wake up call of sorts for uh for most uh, commies for you Hakim yeah uh, in a sort of, it's very similar um it's the same like general presentation people will go out and have their little no I don't want to say demonstrations but you'll have people with waving the red flag you know and it's a very What's the word to, to use? Like, there's a lot of exposure to to leftists mm. at, in that particular. And also, it's great timing of the year. Generally, I mean, not in our regions, but all over the world, it's usually very nice weather. Um, so it's the sort of thing where people also do events. So there won't even there won't just be a demonstration or a march or something. Yeah. There'll also be like grilling and barbecuing and this kind of stuff and mm. people getting together it's very nice um there will also be extremely intricate um like minute uh sectarian like yeah. infighting yeah. uh, that, that gets like <laughs> that reaches a pinnacle during the the may 1st right and you'll have two individual two groups who are basically exactly the same except for some stupid thing from 1972 <laughs> like one resolution that they disagree on from like 50 years ago and then they're going to be marching next to each other calling each other revisionists yeah. Beautiful. But the speakers, um, so. usually the, the leader, like they would hear one group chant a particular name that the other group doesn't like. And then, you know, the leader yeah. of the other group that dislikes the other, the, the first group mm. that chanted the name is going to use the big speaker and be like, no mm. to, for example, authoritarian figures. Mm. Oh, and, mm. like, yeah. and then there's going to be a bunch of motherfuckers that try to hijack, like uh, hijack it, like, oh, vegan animal rights groups or whatever. It's like, okay, great. Mm. No, you do you, bro. But like mm. really today, like what the fuck? Man? Uh, you're dressed in yeah, purple or some shit. What the fuck is it? But yeah, yeah. And then, you know, the uh, Anprims come and then it's like, you see like all these fucking... But no, it's it's nice. It's, it's still nice. Yeah. After a few hours, nobody really has uh, the animosity anymore because of just how nice and large the event becomes. Mm. Yeah. And after the event exactly right. ends, they all split uh, into their own like events, as Hakim said, that they, that they organize. Mm. Some motherfuckers are streaming some like old movies. Some are doing like hangouts uh, and free food some are uh, music yeah. so much Exa music so much music some are doing live band mm. performances everybody's yeah. trying to attach to mm. one or the other like demographic I guess uh, and then at night there's like so many uh, like all nighter events that like themed something commie or whatever and that are very safe for openly socialist people blah 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 it's, it's, it's a nice day it's a cool day yeah that sounds sure. nice. I wish we had stuff like that. I mean, the most we get on our Labor Day is people uh, dressed up in like American flags and stuff. It's basically a no. mini uh, mini Fourth of July. So, mm. rip mm. us, rip commies, rip uh, rip labor mm. power. It's not a uh, not how it was intended uh, in the beginning. But at well, least you still have a Labor Day. You can see that. Yeah, I mean, we still that. it's still named Labor Day. They haven't changed the name mm. or anything. At least. Wait, I, I, is there like a unofficial May May Day parades or something that happened in the US. We have the Macy's Day parade. Which is, um, oh, is it May 1st? I don't know when it is. Don't tell me don't you're fucking with me. Hold I don't on. think Macy's it is. I think it's Day it's parade. towards the end of the year, I think. It is. I think it's around Christmas actually. So, what the fuck is this? Annual parade in New York. 
It's November 27th, I guess. November 25th. I don't fucking know. It's when they bring out the big balloons. Yeah. The Snoopy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly right, yeah. Um, But uh, unofficial May Day celebrations, not something that you've noticed. Not that I'm aware of, at least not where I am. All right, USA May Day. Let's I'm just Let's wondering find if out. anything happens. No, it's just old-timey pictures, of course. <laughs> and by the way, oh, I love it. You 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 see it and then it's just uh, what's it called? Um American leftist and they say and the the demand on the um, on the banner is demand a 30-hour uh, work week. Mm. Imagine, 100 years ago basically. God damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the, the 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 biggest irony is that the uh, the 1st of May date was like proposed and by like the American Federation of uh labor mm. to commemorate you know yeah. the the uh, hay market, market uh, affair etc mm-hmm. etc et which and then you know the 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 socialist from said country recommended it and yet now kind of invented the first let's let's we could, we could even go as far as to say the first of may as you know the international workers day and now unfortunately that's the one place where it's not celebrated on that particular day even though the event kind of that we all remember uh hey market affair it happened in your country as well so yeah yeah it's it's pecu- it's peculiar but that's probably the main reason why you know mm. why it was moved but uh <laughs> god forbid you americans remember their very 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 rich uh socialist history yeah, and anarchist history in this case yeah alas all right well speaking about may let's talk about summer vacation a little bit uh this is more of a european thing we don't really uh have this guaranteed in the states um, but back in the 1930s, socialists in the French government, I'm sorry, Hakim, uh, had fought to guarantee mm-hmm. workers two weeks paid vacation during the summer. Uh, in 1936, mm. a pretty sizable strike movement moved the needle enough to win French workers a summer break. So say what you will about the French, but they, they know how to protest mm. to this day. Like they're still driving bulldozers full of uh, shit to their politicians' mm. offices and stuff. So that's very good for them. Good the for first them. socialist state was French. We can never deny this. But, <laughs> yeah, I can't. But, can't but I tried to, too much. Exactly. But I tried to imagine like, uh, you know, that was just like aliens or like non-French or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, anyway, workers in other countries took note of the victory and the gains earned by the French workers started to materialize elsewhere through similar labor, labor actions, like in uh, uh, Great Britain, for example. And then a little thing called World War II kind of threw a wrench in things, but this was still for a while a major victory for labor. The fact that they were able to secure two whole paid weeks off in a time where that was unheard of uh, is pretty crazy. And that's... <laughs> unfortunately something that we don't have here in the states like you're never gonna get you know guaranteed summer vacation as an adult that's the like the number one thing that people um like coming out of college (laughs) realize real quick is that they don't get a summer break anymore they they are once they graduate they are working (laughs) 24 7 basically until you die (laughs) so it's Mm. a uh, props to the to the French, to the socialists in their government, and uh, in other countries, just just not the U.S. Mm. Is that? Do you guys have anything similar? What, uh, as in like, like a summer vacation, summer? a paid summer for adults, like working people? Yeah. Fuck no, <laughs> no, 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 no such thing, no such thing. Kids have a lot of of uh, summertime off, and as they should. Um, but uh, nah. No, but you... on occasion. 
You're given, you're given, for example, 20, 25, 30 days off in the year. And if you want to plan them all together and have a summer vacation and call it a summer vacation, yeah, that's, yeah. you can, yeah. But you, you're allowed to link as many days as you want. And unless it's a very extreme circumstances, your employer is not legally allowed to, to tell you no. Mm, that's right. nice. I, guess, I guess that's what we can call summer yeah. vacation. If that's what we call summer vacation, yes. then yeah. And mm. I'm guessing Hakim, you as well. You can combine like two weeks, yeah. right? And just basically, yeah. 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 Mm. But those and you can have it in the summer if you want. Exactly, mm. but those like three months or whatever—that's that's an absolute myth. Usually, you know, if you have five, six years of, of work experience in most places in Europe, some a lot more, some a bit less, but you, you know, you will get to around 25 free days during the year. That's like four full work weeks. Mm. Uh, so you usually cut them in two. Uh, two weeks you go on, on summer vacation, you know, either uh, usually to the seaside or whatever. And another one week or two weeks you go up to the mountain and you, I don't know, either walk around or ski or whatever the fuck you want to do. And uh, that balances out, you know, in the winter and then in the summer because without those two larger vacations, uh, I think most people would lose their shit. So I don't know how you Yanks fucking do this thing. <laughs> or other people People like cut them up throughout the uh, throughout the whole year. Take two days off here, take two days off there. Take, yeah. I'm I'm more of that guy because I don't really. I used to ski or whatever, but not my thing anymore. So I don't do uh, winter vacations. I just do summer vacations, and you you can balance it out really, really, really well. But what mm. doesn't make sense to me, like that, that they don't let you, like even from the perspective of like from like a businessman's perspective, it's it's extremely productive to give your employees some time yeah. off because they come back super refreshed. It massively lowers like this is official statistics. It massively lowers the chance of them uh, of them quitting i think there was research uh, correct me if i'm wrong but uh they they would, would take the same employee who was considering to uh to quit uh in the next six months same ca category of employee and to half they they gave uh, a week and a half off to the other half they didn't uh, the ones who they didn't they actually quit even earlier than the six month plan the others ended up staying in the company for at least a year it's uh, people just need a fucking refresher they need to be alone with their own Fucking thoughts for a while, yeah. not just heads in the Excel sheet or in the or in the car they're fixing or on the construction site or uh, as uh, Hakim is like up some guy's asshole. So you know <laughs> you, you need you need a moment you need a moment for yourself. And even even in a, a capitalist society, I think could potentially accommodate that. But I'm gonna say a cliche probably for most of our like theory informed friends here, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but you need constant economic growth. You need Mm. A constant chasing of uh, increased rate of profit, and in order, and if you do not have any technological advancement or improvement of said product that you are offering, the only way for you to increase said profitability is to work your employees harder and harder and harder, and therefore uh, that that directly leads to giving them less days off and less time off. It's it's like even even the the main thing they're selling it for is a snake that eats its own ass. The main thing that, that they're selling it for, uh, selling capitalism to us, you know, the eff efficacy of it uh, doesn't uh, doesn't even work when it comes to a thousand things. But I guess today, relevant to the topic, even when it comes to how you balance out your year between uh, working and not working. And many times uh, people are brainwashed by the idea that, you know, socialism is like uh, a labor-obsessed place where, like, work mm. is absolutely everything and existence is work. But it is 
100% literally impossible, at least to me, to imagine a more work-obsessed system than uh, than the modern iteration of capitalism, where the majority of your day, the majority of your uh, mental energy, the majority of your physical energy, the majority of of your passion, of absolutely everything, just goes into into the fucking job. And now they're not even letting you go swim in a fucking lake for three, four days a fucking year. I mean. If this works for you, you're a fucking monkey. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, it's tough here in the States because a lot of times companies will give you unpaid time off, um, you know, two weeks of unpaid time off. And that's difficult for people because on paper it's like, yeah, you, you can have vacation. Oh, look, we're so, we're so generous giving you vacation time. But the average American cannot afford a surprise $400 expense. So if you are not always working and always bringing in that money. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, you can't afford to take that time off, which means basically Americans just don't take vacations like they used to, which uh, like you Gopnik, you were saying, it just it's, it wears on your mental state and it makes you a less efficient worker. Capitalists really are shooting themselves in the foot in that regard. Um, but they're also creating a, a tremendously burned out, depressed workforce that also doesn't really have the money to purchase a lot of the products that keep the consumption machine running. So it's it's a it's a downward spiral, and they're kind of unwilling to address the the material concerns of their workers that would make this problem go away at least to an extent and keep their machine running. Um, but that's that's not how the system operates. They need to operate on on razor thin margins. They need to be trimming the fat in every possible way, uh, and that's going to end up biting them in the ass in the long run. Beautifully put, and they don't like. And it's not as if they don't address it at all. Uh, people work more, people have less money, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we can address it by either paying them more money or giving them more free time, or in the best case uh, scenario, give them both things. As we mm-hmm. have currently established, you cannot do either of those. So instead, you give them concepts like, uh, you know, you're middle class, even though you literally own nothing. Yeah. You are like so deep in fucking loans in order for you to have what mm-hmm. you define as the middle class uh, house or or car or fucking, I don't know, motherfuckers ride $10,000 bicycles now or some shit. You have the newest phone, you have the newest uh, computer, your gaming fucking levels are through the fucking charts, etc., etc. They They do address it, but they address it by telling you, no, no, man, you're, a- you're actually pretty fucking good. Yeah, Look right. at how bad the other motherfucker has. And, but uh, as it goes on, that sort of uh, strategy is uh, losing pace because nobody's blind and we we are so far deep into debt that uh, that even the debt economy is becoming uh, unsustainable uh, for many reasons. But one of them is that also like extremely poor people are have also started uh, they, they've also started pitching that to them. And so they've they're also started getting into debt and uh, buying shit that was previously only quote affordable for the for the middle class. So now the middle the so called middle class is starting to say man like. Even the Joe over there back from high school that, you know, got fucking D's all the time is living uh, a pretty... D's, you say? Yeah, D. <laughs> similar lifestyle as me. He must be in debt, that motherfucker. You know, there's no way he can afford this. He's racking up fucking credit cards through the through the roof. But then you remember, no, I am doing that as well. So am I really like D's from, uh, from high school? Yes, my friend, you absolutely are. You're all getting fucked. The only uh, fucking Chad over there or who 
fucking uh, is all of you guys' boss in his 17th uh, McDonald's franchise in your bumhole of a city is making some buck and he bought his fucking house with cash. All the rest of you are fucking LARPers at being potentially wealthy. But yeah. uh, that like, but that strategy eventually, eventually, sorry, but eats its own ass as well. It just takes <laughs> a very, very, very long time. And it's not one that's only, like everything is based in material reality, but it can be something that is like right in front of your face for like half of your life, if not your entire life, and you will just not uh, not comprehend it. There's, that's where class consciousness fucking uh, fucking comes from. That's why it's so mm. fucking important because it's arguably the only tool when you can use that you can use to fight brain dead idiocy. I don't have any other word. Uh, that I could use to call people with such decrepitly shitty fucking material existences that are still uh, LARPers at capitalism. Mm. So, you know, shows like this contribute, I hope, in between yeah. when we talk about Black Santas, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of class consciousness and what it accomplishes, let's talk about perhaps the most important thing um, that we've gotten here in the United States. The eight-hour workday, this, this something that most people take for granted today is the fact that a reasonable shift at work is considered to be no longer than eight hours. You know, that's not to say mm. that people don't work longer days sometimes, uh, especially Come in on. fields like medicine, as, as uh, Hakeem knows. <laughs> but <laughs> Rip. I'm very tired. You're both dying. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. But, for once, I'm not, alhamdulillah. But yes, go good, on. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> anyway, but, you know, 10-hour, 12-hour, or even longer days are no longer considered normal or acceptable in most fields. Um, the fight for an eight-hour day wasn't like a, a pitched battle that ended, you know, in a five-year period. It was a long slog. It started with workers um, simply trying to secure the 10-hour day. And this was back in the early 1800s when adults and children routinely pulled 12 or 14 hour days in just unspeakable conditions. Uh, we're talking mm, back when they back when they pulled themselves up by their by, by their bootstraps. <laughs> yeah, okay? if, Unlike, if they yeah. even had friggin' boots in their in their coal mines mm. and just breathing the, the worst stuff in the ma- imaginable. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking early New York, Boston, uh, other cities that were just starting to properly industrialize. So you had people moving into the cities en masse and creating very cramped. Uh, disease-ridden living conditions, and the work conditions weren't really any better. People routinely died on the job, including children. Like, a lot of kids had really, really dangerous jobs, um, crawling into machinery and stuff like that. They'd lose limbs. They'd get crushed. Uh, It was horrific. But workers in Boston eventually got fed up with the inhumane status quo. They started developing class consciousness. They realized, hey, this is bullshit. The guy above us is living in the lap of luxury, and we're down in these mines dying, literally dying for him. Uh, And he's, he's giving us scraps. So in 1825, they organized a strike movement that gradually spread throughout the northeast of the country. Over the next 25 years or so, a number of states gave in and conceded to a 10-hour workday, though it often wasn't enforced. Uh, Then in 1864, the International Workingmen's Association, which included a particular drunken German philosopher, announced that an eight-hour workday was, quote, the first step in the emancipation of the working class. Uh, The process of winning this shorter day took literally decades. Uh, It included major strikes from across the labor landscape, from Chinese immigrant railroad workers to New York City tradesmen. And in 1886, we saw the first May Day Parade in Chicago with workers marching and chanting, We're summoning our forces from shipyard, shop, and mill, eight hours for work, eight hours for rest, 
eight hours for what we will. You've probably uh, seen that graphic floating around online before. Uh, a few days later, there was an incident that which, uh, which we alluded to earlier involving a bomb which was blamed on local anarchists in what became known as the Haymarket Affair, which put the brakes on the eight-hour movement for a while. A few more decades passed with significant strikes to mark the way. He had the Carpenters' Union in 1890, had the United Mine Workers in 1902, and finally the cause became part of Teddy Roosevelt's presidential platform, so it finally got some kind of federal recognition. But still, it wasn't until 1938 that the U.S. got the Fair Labor Standards Act, which banned child labor. Hooray! Established a five-hour or a five-day work week, a 44-hour work week, and introduced a federal minimum wage. And then finally, in 1940, like a, a century later, the Fair Labor Standards Act was revised to adjust the work week to 40 hours. So we only have time off today, thanks to over a century of tireless thankless mm-hmm. struggle by our fellow workers who developed class consciousness, many of whom were fired, beaten by the police, imprisoned, or even killed for their trouble. Mm-hmm. This is the difference um, in perspective between back then and today, I think. Like today, we we don't have this this mass class consciousness. We don't even have a, a little bit of it. We think, oh, what, what can I do as a single worker? And that's, oh, we're good, man. This is so good. Look at these guys. They <laughs> yeah, had that 10-hour work depressing. week. Yeah. yeah, this is it's cock mentality. It's, yeah, it's very, very frustrating because back back in the day, you'd have, you know, yo, boss, me and the boys were thinking uh, <laughs> we're going to burn the factory down if you don't give us the day off. It's like that's that's the, that's the rhetoric that you need to have. We mm-hmm. need to have militant yeah. labor again. We need to be, you know, to make the bosses aware that their factories, their farms, their hotels, these things only run by the grace of the labor of the people who work those jobs. It's like capitalists don't produce value it's the workers that produce value and and if we don't remember that we are never going to make any progress so we need to look back realize that these were long processes but that we can and need to develop class consciousness to win these battles in uh, for the benefit of labor at the expense of the capitalist class this we really need to look to history to understand what exactly we can accomplish because we've done it before and we can do it again beautifully put yeah yeah, no, exactly right. But the thing is that, and this is the, the, the annoying thing, a lot of the time you'll hear, uh, particularly when uh, you see the, the pundits speak, right? The, mm. the, sh- the, sh- the shapipis and the, the shaboo-boos, <laughs> right? <laughs> when they'll talk about this stuff, it's like, oh yeah, but capitalism's lifted so many people out of poverty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have, uh, thanks to capitalism, you know, you have all this time off and you have uh, healthcare and you have this and that. And, and basically they, they, they take every good that... Uh, labor agitation has brought humanity mm. and then tried to twist it basically as, oh no, this is just the uh, how benevolent the system is that it will bestow upon you these um, all, all these great things. Uh, and a good thing to keep in mind about all this is number one, they're full of shit and you know they're full of shit, but number two, at the end of the day, even these sort of things can be considered to be concessions. Yeah. They're fairly well entrenched. Yes, that's true. We're not, most likely we're not going to see somebody abolishing the weekend anytime <laughs> soon, right? But yeah, you, you have to remember that at some point it was very normal for you to work 16-hour days, 14-hour days, your kids to work, and for you to have basically no time off, yeah. uh, including weekends. So it's not, you shouldn't be... Um, you can't it, take a, it for it's granted. It's a cycle of con- yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. and it's a cycle of continuous agitation for f- further and further uh, concessions. And by the way, uh, it's been like almost a hundred years now since we settled on an eight-hour workday and having the weekend off and whatnot, uh, the five hours that we, uh, the the five days that we work in the week, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
Now it's a step for to go even further because our pri- uh, productivity as individual workers has skyrocketed beyond imagination. Mm-hmm. At this point, we should be working 25, 30 hour uh, weeks, if even, if, if if most even likely that. less. Mm-hmm. In part, yeah, if, if even that. So um, educate, agitate, organize. Um, the more we fight for a better future, the more likely we're actually going to win it mm. um, and not to get complacent because complacency is the first step to uh, having all the stuff be taken away. Exactly. Anyways, yeah, that, was, that was just my point. Very well said. Yeah, it's something that we we think this is just how it is or how it's always been. And that's not the case, nor will it always be the case. We we have a lot of us here in the Imperial Corps have this the still this end of history mentality where it's like, all right, we've reached the pinnacle. All we can do now is kind of polish things up a little bit, make it uh, look a little nicer. Maybe eh, maybe we can help out the homeless people a little bit through various charities. But, you know, we're not pushing for anything more because, you know, we've got everything we need. Everything's all right. We're all we're all good here. And that's it's not a mm-hmm. good mindset to have. You shouldn't be content with the scraps that we've been tossed. Yeah, and, and mm. here where Hakim and me, for example, could come into into discussion, that into discussion as a, as a comment to this sort of rhetoric is, you know, usually they come to you, uh, especially in the, in the developed West, and they tell you, okay, it's easy for you to complain, but what we have here is uh, so much better than what a lot of people in the developing world would kill for, and uh, they use that as an argument for you not to strive towards betterment, Mm -hmm. and I think uh, I can speak for him here, uh, both of us being from uh, what, you know, typical Westerner would define as a shithole country. No, guys, (laughs) absolutely work to better your own uh, direct conditions, as long as they obviously do not, in fact, to the developing world uh, because that that otherwise you will become even more complacent than than you are now that that argument somehow implies that uh, you know if uh, I don't know my my neighbor's cow is dying that means they shouldn't uh, uh, I shouldn't breed my own cow to have two potentially, and then yeah. give the second one even to to my neighbor after the cow died. It's it's it's, it's a lose lose no matter no matter what you do. Uh, but it's being sold like uh, that's what pisses me off. Uh, complacency is being sold as a, as a sort of virtue of modesty, of being like you know be grateful to the Lord for what uh, He has given you and. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't ask for more because, like, usually people, you know, go with the fucking, oh, we are living in the best, best times in history. You know what it was like to live during the fucking Black Plague or something, bro. And they think it's such a deep fucking comment. And yes, I am very fucking Mm. grateful to to everything, everyone that has given me the life that I live right now. I'm very fucking grateful that I've been born now. But Mm. we have no idea what awaits us in 200, 300, 700, 2000, uh, 2000 years. But I can answer, you know what awaits us? stagnation and potential degradation if we do not do our purpose in this generation to keep pushing the the human experiment uh, forward like if every single but like when we first invented i don't know f- when the first motherfucker washed his hands and was like oh my god no no more fucking bacteria when i operate on a on a patient and we should all be like oh okay we reached peak fucking medicine uh, we would still be stuck at the moment where i don't know we're giving coke to motherfuckers to not feel as bad it's uh the, the fact that we have it okay and the fact that we should be grateful for what we have currently is an argument that should fall on dead ears because it it uh, it, it inspires uh, laziness to put it uh, as simply as possible.
you said something that that stood out to me where you said how complacency is is seen as a virtue and i think that's that's a critical part to understanding um, mm. labor relations today like the the capitalist class sells it to us you know when we try to press for for better conditions they sell it to us as us being greedy which i think is 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 so funny because you know if you if you take the the rail strike for example it wasn't just about sick days but let's take sick days for example they're asking for sick days and that makes them greedy and ungrateful for the things that they already have when the people who you know in congress voted down this proposal or you know voted to end the strike or whatever all have unlimited paid sick days like the the people who, mm. at the levers of power their bosses you know the government they have all these benefits that the the people who work for them are asking for you know fairly politely if all things considered and the 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 ultra wealthy bezos and his buddies are all vastly richer today even than they were at the beginning of the pandemic to the tune of you know trillions mm. of dollars so if we're talking about greed it's it's very funny to me that they are trying to to pin that label on the workers who are just asking for you know a basic decent standard of living when the capitalist class has increased their wealth so tremendously in such a short period of time absolutely when 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 you're building a railroad uh, because you want to connect two spots and there's a massive mountain in, in front of you uh you start talking to it because you don't want to, you know, do any any damage to it. And what the working class has been doing for the last hundred, like at least not hundred, but at least forty years, uh, has been constantly talking to that mountain. The mountain being uh, the capitalists, and constantly engaging in debate and discussion with them, uh, and constantly, you know, how we're doing it right now, uh, complaining about how you know their arguments make no sense, how hypocritical they are, how this, how that. Uh, which uh, okay kudos to us for the patience I guess or the liberal moral compass that we all have fucking inherited in the last uh, three four decades uh, on one reg from one perspective and from another perspective it's just a, a time bomb that is that is eventually ticking when we will realize that, uh, the, that this wall or this mountain or whatever the fuck that we've been talking to is only echoing back and not doing anything at all and it's going to lead to a moment where said uh, mountain will need to have a massive fucking crack in the middle of it because the working class wants to progress to something uh, to something greater um, so the, their hypocrisy is is a part of who they are and half of them absolutely know that they engage in said hypocrisy it yeah. is it is our complacency again for the lack of a better word uh that we are we are okay with you know sitting and negotiating with these fucks at one point uh -huh. negotiation goes off the table i mean at, not only at one point but w when negotiation gets off the table that is when real change is actually instilled and uh and uh, created, but uh, I think every generation has this problem. Now I'm being overly critical of ours, but <laughs> but everybody tries to go through the smooth path, through the nice yeah. path, through the as peaceful as possible. But ev but eventually those uh, the, you know time runs out and when it comes to our generation in particular our time is literally running out because we're fucking burning down our whole fucking planet so yeah. uh if other motherfuckers before us realized on time that talking with these motherfuckers leads to absolutely nothing and 
how do I say this without getting arrested, did something about it. Uh, <laughs> and, and the planet wasn't dying around them. At least they didn't know that it was dying around yeah. them. And we know our planet is dying around them. And still we're sitting at the table negotiating with these fucks for like fucking, what, sick days? Yeah. yeah. We are the ones who are being the idiots. And, uh, you know, kudos to the enemy, I guess, because they're fucking us up the ass and it seems like we're fucking liking it. All right. And that's not to blame the workers too much. Like we, we, it's it's been a constant propaganda machine. They've got incredibly oh, successful. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, to the liberal in the walls, we're not blaming us. We're not blaming the people who who work day in and day out. But that being said, other people with fewer resources at their disposal to learn these things figured it out. We need to figure it out too. Yes, no, we, we, we do have excuses, absolutely great, and they're decent excuses, and you know, always material analysis, oh, da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. it's understandable, blah, 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 but at one moment, all that got the window, it, it's, yeah. no excuse will be acceptable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because what, what, what excuse do you have? Oh my God, a car was driving towards me and I didn't leap out of the way. Oh, I was tired. Oh, I was mm-hmm. fucked up. Oh, I was depressed, etc. Yes, all, all real things, fact, but then you died. Yeah. Okay, you yeah, die. die. Yeah. <laughs> I love the I love the abrupt end after the <laughs> then, the, the crescendo of the you know, what happens you die. Just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god. The LDR move out of the Would fucking way of the car, or actually sabotage yeah. the car exactly. so it doesn't fucking drive. If you know <laughs> what I mean. Hello, listener. Editor JT here. The following two-ish minutes were entirely too spicy to leave unbleeped. So here. Please enjoy this brief interlude of Austin native band Goat and Your Mom. Now back to the show. All right, we had a brief detour there that I <laughs> ho ho ho. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll see what JT will salvage. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what I do with that. Um, anyway, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this this episode. I think it was fun. Uh, I think we had some good Santa memes. Uh, mm-hmm. We've concluded that Santa can be black, um, probably mm-hmm. Samoan. I think as well uh, mm-hmm. is acceptable. Um, but we'll yes. leave that up to you guys. You tell us what you think. I would the, love a Maori Santa, Maori Santa that you know does the traditional <laughs> yeah. dance, fucking epic. Oh yes. Mm. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all that good stuff. Can't wait to see you guys yes. all in 2023 and see what uh, fresh horrors <laughs> await us in old. the new year. Man-made horrors beyond my comprehension. Anyway, this has been the Deep Program. I'm JT. I'm Hakeem. And I'm Yugopnik. And I'm Peter Griffin. <laughs> <laughs>